to this holiday edition of the Coach Jeff Wolburn Show on 104.3 The Fan HD3 as we are talking Denver Pioneers men's basketball ahead of a two-game Summit League homestand for the Pioneers starting this weekend. My name is Tyler Mon, joined by the head coach of the Pioneers, Jeff Wolburn. Denver will welcome Kansas City to town on the 29th, Oral Roberts on the 31st. Coach, it is uh, crunch time in the Summit League, but let's talk about fun, good holiday stuff first. Happy <laughs> holidays to you. It'll always be crunch time in it the is. Summit League, right? It for is. the next 17 games. That is definitely true. Uh, before we dive into all that, tell me about the holidays. You got to have the kids back home. You got to spend <laughs> some time uh, with the family. How was it? It was great. It, it really was. And uh, it was great for our players. You know, you know uh, like everybody across the country, travel delays, cancellations. But it, it was really cool yesterday that uh, we, we didn't have the whole team back, but uh, uh, the guys that made it back... You know, there, there was just a feeling of, uh, uh, you know, we really preach attitude of gratitude and, and just visiting with the guys after the holidays, that whether they got to spend one day or two day or three days with their family, there was just a sense of uh, fulfillment and, and gratification and just a very satisfying feeling that they got to take a break and they, they got to spend it with loved ones. And uh, it was just very cool. They were very excited to be back last night. We had a great practice, which typically isn't the case, you know, after a four-day layoff back. or yeah. so. But uh, it was wonderful. Personally, uh, I had my kids in town, my future son-in-law, and uh, we, we had a wonderful three days or so. And everybody navigated the, the flight obstacles, and, uh, and we just had some really quality time together. And I mentioned it to you, I think, the last time we got together, Tyler. It, it, it's been a grind, and, mm -hmm. and it is for everyone in the country. I mean, you, you get together in September, and very shortly after that, you start your 20 hours a week. And... Um, it, it's uh, it's a long run. You're pushing kids to perform at a high level, mentally, the phys physically. Uh, it's very taxing, and and I think, and, and I'm sure it was true with programs around the country, that uh, that the break was needed, and just really from a mental health standpoint, mm -hmm. it's just what the doctor ordered. I think for everybody, especially to get your guys back and have a good first practice back which like you said is not always the case what do you think um that sort of break helps as far as the guys pressing the reset button you got some guys that travel you know farther than others and and obviously there were travel complications everywhere for everybody uh that it feels like i know my parents flight was canceled trying to get out of town um it it seems like it's been a nightmare for everyone but the fact that guys have the opportunity to go at least not think about basketball for maybe a day or two how much does that help yeah, I, I encourage them get away, mm -hmm. you know, and I guess for most of them, we, I guess we left the 22nd and uh, we came back the night of the 26th. We had an evening practice last night and uh, you need to get away. You need to rest your bodies. You need to rest your mind. You need to, um, you know, give your full undivided attention to your families mm -hmm. and your loved ones. And, uh, and I, I think we, we accomplished that. Uh, we, we definitely had some fresh legs at practice yesterday. Justin was jumping through the gym and Tommy looked fresh and he's logged a ton of minutes and um, it, it just, it was very cool. They were, they were happy to be back, happy to be back with their teammates and with the brothers and uh, uh, it just uh, a very cool moment. So, uh, you know, we've, we've talked uh, about what the, the objectives are now and um, we had a tough game against Oregon State uh, last time out, but uh, really proud of the way my team competed and played and answered the challenge uh, in going into a, a venue of a Power Five team mm -hmm. and uh, and just playing them uh, as tight as can be and 
giving them all that they can handle. And certainly it's not the moral victories that we're chasing here, but really proud of the way my team responded. And, you know, I told them last night, let's use it as a springboard. We, we did some things that we hadn't done before and uh, let, let's make that who we are and let's be consistent. We understand if we do, do those things, we'll be successful. You are uh, heading into, like we said, kind of the teeth now of, of league play, but I want to go back to that last trip um, to talk about that response that your guys had for Oregon State. You have a, a tough one on the road uh, at Omaha and really uncharacteristic sort of finish of that game for your guys who were there right until the last four minutes and then faded, and that's not what we had seen from them for the first 10, 12 games of the season. Uh, and it sort of felt like like you were at kind of that crucible moment where you you approach them and you challenge them with what you want to see in response, and they could go one of two ways. They could either choose to respond the right way or some teams kind of start to fracture. And your guys came back and played with as much fight as I've seen uh, in any game this season, any game last season at Oregon State. Uh, to know that it's kind of hanging in the mix there of, well, which way is this going to go, and then see them buckle down on the things that you asked of them. How proud, you didn't get the win at Oregon State, but you're down one point with I think 14 seconds left in that game. How proud were you to see the way that they did ingest what you guys were trying to communicate to them and respond the right way? Yeah. I, I would tell you, and our staff certainly spoke about this when we, uh, before we visited with the team after Omaha and, and approaching the Oregon State game, we respond favorably in those situations. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that speaks uh, volumes about the character uh, of our team, the, the chemistry, the camaraderie, the faith that they have in each other, the faith, faith that they have in the coaching staff putting together game plans and navigating them down the right roads. Um, uh, I, I guess I would tell you that, that that's what I expected in terms of a response. Uh, that, that's, that's the expectation level of our program. You know, we're, we're certainly not flawless, and uh, we made some mistakes down the stretch, which were uncharacteristic. In the Omaha game, we, we pointed those out, and, uh, you know, we, we always have very transparent, very truthful communication, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, that, that's what was discussed, but now it was, hey, here's, here's what we need, and, you know, there, there's a level of physicality. You, you, were, you were there in our meetings, you know, when we were on the road, and, um, a level of toughness, a level of physicality, a, let it, a level of competitive fire, you know, that, that can't wane. Mm -hmm. Like, it, you, you can't have dips in those areas. Like, you know, you, you may not shoot a high percentage every night out, but you, you can't, uh, you know, you can't have ebbs and flows to mm -hmm. your competitive effort. Yeah. You can't have ebbs and flows to the physicality in which you play with game in and game out. And that was brought to their attention, and, and it was an area that we've targeted that we need to improve in. And uh, I, I thought we, we played, we were as physical with Oregon State, a Power 5 team, and as, as we were with any opponent this year. Uh, we displayed toughness in, in everything we did, whether it was rebounding, whether it was boxing out. Certainly we spent a lot of time talking about hitting people, you mm -hmm. know, and, and being physical and, and being the aggressor. And have playing with, uh, I like to say, a disposition to dominate. And uh, we did those things. And uh, it fell just short, but I think there was a collective feeling that uh, if we continue to do these things, we'll have success within the Summit League. You are uh, back as nearly a full complement of guys now, at least in terms of the, the healthy bodies that you had coming into the season. Tevin Smith returned against Omaha. He played a few more minutes against Oregon State. Uh, has looked good. Obviously, it's going to take a little bit to get fully back into the rhythm of gameplay, but um, you have wanted to see sort of the steps forward defensively from your guys 
guys uh, over the last few weeks. With Tevin back out there on the floor and the way everything kind of falls in line behind him, uh, how have you felt like they have started to get back to the things that you liked about that defense early on in the season, especially against Oregon State? You go in and, you know, that team may not win the Pac-12 this year, but that's a Power 5 opponent you held to 57 points on their home floor. Yeah, and maybe more importantly, uh, they shot a low percentage from yeah. three. They shot, I, I think, if I remember correctly, 39% from the field. I, I like that number, you know, as opposed to points per game. And sometimes your points per game is skewed by the pace of play and mm. how quickly opponents or how quickly you shoot. And uh, uh, that was a game they, they, they took their possessions to the end of the shot clock. And that's typically what they do. And um uh, which, which meant that we had a guard for long periods of time yeah. and, you know, 30 seconds uh, to the end of the shot clock and, and we sustained it. And uh, it, it was just, it's the level of activity and, and I guess it's, uh, uh, you, you know, wanting to make a difference on that end of the court. And, uh, you know, I, I used the expression at one point in, in talking about our deficiency defensively that at times it looks like we have five independent contractors on the floor defensively. You know, each guy guarding their man, but not five guys working in unison. And we we talked a lot about that, and I thought against Oregon State, guys who were one pass away were in, not only in the gaps, but were active in the gaps, mm-hmm. were active with a, a, a voice that could be heard to their teammates, you know, letting them know that help was there for them and, and keeping Oregon State off balance with their presence in the gaps. You know, if, if you're two passes away in your help position, you know, we, we had a voice and we had activity. Mm-hmm. And, and those were things that we hadn't seen for a while. So uh, all, all good things and, and all things that you look to build off of. And uh, certainly we, we're not looking to go backwards. We're, we're looking to build off of that performance from a defensive standpoint. All steps in the right direction with some big tests on tap for the Pioneers coming up this week. We'll step aside for a timeout, bring it on back and talk about the first two home games and conference play that arrived this week here in Denver. It's the Coach Jeff Wolverine Show presented by the Pioneer Restaurant. Back in a minute on 104.3 The Fan HD3. Continuing along in the Coach Jeff Wolverine Show on 104.3 The Fan HD3. Tyler Mon, Denver Pioneers men's basketball head coach Jeff Wolverine. Pioneers this week welcoming the Kansas City Ruse and the Oral Roberts Golden Eagles for the first two home games of Summit League play in this 2022-23 season. And uh, Coach, this is my uh sixth season seventh season something in the summit league this is as wide open as i've seen this league so far ordinarily you go into a season and you think well it's going to be south dakota state it's going to be north dakota state it's going to be oral roberts whoever else this year the league seems to have been somewhat turned on its head now oral roberts we knew was going to be good they looked very good in their first conference game of the season blew out a south dakota state team that was unbeaten through league play last year by almost 50 um this league is just uh you know kind of a mix of different storylines that are not common uh at this point in the season let's talk about kansas city first this is a team that uh in recent years they have played some really really good defense uh they've had some very good scoring talent they are a really talented group and they come in I think having proven a good amount so far this season uh tell me what you evaluate and see about the ruse that stands out most to you um and having a chance to see them on your home floor for your first home conference game yep uh, this is Marvin Menzies first year um uh, as a head coach of Kansas City he's done a really nice job uh guys it just goes to show you you know I think they opened the season with a loss to a division two opponent and then mm-hmm. they, they, they really had a difficult schedule. And uh, just in terms of they, they've played several Power 5 games and 
they, they've, he's done such a nice job. They've competed so hard. They certainly have an identity, which when you look at any team that's well coached, that jumps out at you. And, and their identity, I, I would tell you in a couple aspects, one defensively, they're one of the top teams in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're the top defensive team in the Summit League. They hold opponents to just 66 points. Opponents shoot just 39% from the field. They have great length. They have great size. They have great versatility. They can switch at all five positions. Um, and, and on the offensive end, I would tell you they're they're the ninth best offensive rebounding team in the country. So even though they shoot uh, maybe a lower percentage, sometimes the best shot is a missed shot for a good offensive rebounding team. And uh, they, they really dominate the offensive glass at an elite level. Uh, I think in their win over South Dakota, they had 17 offensive boards. So, um, you, you know, that that's to me as a coach, I, when I watch another team, they have a distinct style of play uh, and, and they have an identity. And it's very apparent as you watch them. And now over, what have we played, 14, 15 games, you, you know, they, they, it's very easy to see with each of their uh-huh. performances that they play to their identity, which is the mark of a very good team in my mind. We talked going into Oregon State about how that matchup really felt for you guys like it was about you and what you wanted to see from your guys. Um, taking that next step toward Kansas City, how do the, the things you did well against Oregon State, how do they translate uh, against a team like Kansas City that plays a little bit different style, um, and especially in terms of trying to combat you know, some of the things that led to success for Omaha with second chance points, offensive rebounds, all of that. Um, how do you, you know, continue to build off what you did in Corvallis to have success against the Ruse? Yeah, we're going to have to protect the paint, and that was uh, our primary focus when we went into the Oregon State game, and really that doesn't change much with the Kansas City team that's coming in here Thursday. Uh, they get to the foul line a lot. They, they attack the paint. They give themselves – they're very patient on the offensive end. Uh, they give themselves uh, an opportunity to work the shot clock deep. Uh, they move the ball from side to side. Uh, they have a couple of uh, guards with first-team all-conference numbers and Raekwon Mitchell and uh, Shamari Allen. Uh, I mean, these are guys that are averaging 16, 17, 18 points a game, uh, and they are quite a one-two punch. They take almost 50% of the team's mm-hmm. field goal attempts. And um, uh, so uh, back to your question, protecting the paint, boxing out, not giving them second chance opportunities uh, will be huge. So certainly some carryover and some common denominators yeah. from the last time that uh, that we took the floor. You'll get Kansas City on the 29th at 7 o'clock, so that Thursday night game. And then on Saturday, the uh, – not necessarily the the reigning big dogs in the conference in Oral Roberts, but certainly the team that most people around college basketball have been aware of from the Summit League uh, over the last few years because of that Sweet 16 run two years ago, because Max Acemas is still in school, which I'm assuming the Summit League coaches around the, the conference are like, how much longer are we going to have to deal with Max Acemas? Tell me about this Oral Roberts team. Uh, really impressive to start conference play. I know they played a very difficult schedule in terms of the games they played with D1 teams. They've had a handful of D2 games as well, but this is a, a team that is just loaded with talent, it feels like, year after year. Yeah, I guess they're the prohibitive favorite mm-hmm. uh, to win the Summit League if you polled the coaches. Um, Max Acemas being such a big part of that. Uh, he's a prolific, not, not only three-point shooter, but just scorer. Um, and he's got so much experience, has so much confidence in the way he plays. In my mind, he, he's the one player that maybe is the face of the Summit League. 
Um, and, and I say that with a tremendous amount of respect. Mm -hmm. uh, from everything I hear about Max, he just handles his business and is just a, a, a caring, sensitive young man who, who does so many nice things. And, uh, you know, it's not nice for a player like that to be the face of your conference. Uh, he's one of the leading scoring guards in the country mm -hmm. um, and, and prolific from three. Um, I remember last year, gosh, we played him tough here at, yeah. uh, uh, in, in Denver. I think the game was tied with two minutes to play, and he came down, he hit about a 28-footer, and then the next possession he hit a 30-footer. And just um, sure helps when you got a guy who can bail you out of you know bad possessions. But uh, they're very, very good. I, I mean, they go... Um, you know, much deeper than Max Acemas. They have balance. They have experience. Uh, they, they've added some nice tra transfers to the, the roster. Uh, they, they play as a team. I think the big thing in watching them this year is just the, the defensive end of it. They are really performing well as a defensive team, and guys are working together. They're taking pride in what they're doing on offense, and it, 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 it's not a we're going to outscore you mentality. Mm -hmm. It's a, we're, we're going to be effective offensively, and then we're going to go shut you down on the defensive end. And um, so a very, very talented team, and as I said, I think the, the favorite to win our league. When you get a two-game homestand in conference play, it's always an opportunity to, you know, make a, a, the next step toward your ultimate goals. But especially doing that coming in off of, you know, not the way you really wanted to go into the holiday break. How important are these or what is the message that you communicate to your guys about, you know, every game, the next game is the most important. But to have an opportunity to go against two really good teams on your home floor and get conference play now off to the right note that you want it to be on. Uh, what do you talk to your guys about in, in terms of their approach to these next two? You know, as you look to compete for a Summit League championship, and certainly that that's our objective here, you know, and it's one thing to, to talk the talk, and it's another thing to walk the walk, and that's where we're at. You know, we, we have to back up the desire to compete for a Summit League championship, and, and our performances have to back that up. And, you know, the, the champion of our conference will do very, very well at home. You, you have to hold home serve. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, as, as we look at this week, we, we have the opportunity to play two Summit League games at home. And, um, you know, I hope we get great crowds for the two games. And we have to, you know, take advantage of the fact that we're, we're not, you know, traveling in, in difficult situations right now. We're at home sleeping in our own beds and we need to take advantage of it. And, you know, the champion of the conference will, will be able to do that and, and then go on the road and, and steal some games. And, uh, so that that's that's always been a good recipe as long as I've been coaching and uh, you, you got to take care of your business at home and I, I think our guys are mature enough to know that and uh, just to, to look forward to playing another Summit League game here and uh, get our first victory of the of the league. Coach, final point for you: you uh, you know now lock into this gauntlet of seventeen games uh, in Summit League play and all of the extraneous things of non-conference and travel to different destinations that you don't ordinarily go to and the holiday break and all that, all that's coming to a close. And now you get to lock in on league play. How do you feel like your guys are positioned mentally now, knowing that the focus is, you know, not on the six weeks that you've had for the holiday break away from classes. And it's not on going on, you know, trips to power five venues and all that. Now it's, you're really at gut check time where this is the start of that sprint uh, toward March. Yeah. It, it's as I referred to, you know, it's one thing to talk about your goals, and mm -hmm. it's another thing to own them. 
We, we talk about that a lot. And, and you know, if you, if you own your goals, then uh, you, you have to do some things to, to, to back that up and, and to enhance your chances for success. You know, if, if um, you know, we're, we're out of school right now. And in addition to our practices, you know, we have a week here at home. Our guys need to be getting in the gym with, mm -hmm. with coaches and we need to work on our free throw shooting and we need to, uh, you know, work on our three point shooting. And uh, so your, your preparation needs to, quite honestly, if, if you feel like teams in your league, you're doing more than you are, then you're probably not going to fall into a very favorable place. You know, there, there needs to be, um, I, I think a feeling from your staff that you're you're working harder than anybody else and mm -hmm. smarter than anybody else, and uh, you know you certainly understand that the guys need to be fresh and and fresh mentally and fresh physically, but your your preparation needs to be great. Uh, your your demands or expectations and standards needs to need to grow. I I really think. That guys, we, we have a great group of guys, and I, I, you've been around them, and I would tell you they're they're pleasers. They they want to please. They yeah. want to. They not only want to do what's right, but they they want to make you happy as as the head coach. They want to make their teammates happy, and um, you, you know it, it's uh, just the ability to uh, you know to to perform at a high level. Yeah to invest the time and the effort that it takes, you know, have the competitiveness that will, will be successful. We have some uh, upper level guys in, in terms of experience. You know, Lucas Kasunas mm -hmm. is going through his fifth year. Tyreek Corbett is going through his fifth year. Uh, these guys know what it's about, you, you know, and, and they have to, uh, they have to tutor and they have to mentor the younger players in the program and say, look, you know, if you, you want to compete for a championship, here's what you do, mm -hmm. you know, and this has got to bring out the, the very, very best in you. So uh, all of that takes place and we're working on all of those things. You know, we're in a situation here where, um, you know, talking about competing for a championship is not anything that's been, it's happened uh, in the Denver basketball program in, in quite yeah. some time. So. Uh, you know that's part of your culture, and you've got to get to the point where that's that's what's expected year in and year out, and we're working on that. No better time to come check out this Pioneer basketball program than this week. Denver and Kansas City on Thursday at seven o'clock, and then some New Year's Eve hoops, one o'clock in the afternoon tip off. You can get your tickets now at DenverPioneers.com. He's the head coach of the Pioneers, Jeff Wolverine. Coach, thanks. Uh, I'll see you on Thursday for the ruse. Sounds good. Looking forward to it, Tyler. Wrapping up this week's episode of the Coach Jeff Wolverine Show presented by the Pioneer Restaurant. We'll talk to you on Thursday for Denver and Kansas City.